0: Hello again, Fabrizia. Hi, Hugo. Hi. We are back again on the podcast. Uh, last time we talked about uh, time, what it means to make time and how important it is to be, uh, to, to learn to say no, essentially, to, to the ton of commitments and things that are going around us every day and things that other people ask of us now saying no to things help us uh, find or make time for the things that uh, really matter. And um, just we, I think we covered the, more or less the kind of mindset that it's important to, uh, to avoid being overwhelmed and getting to the end of a, of a work day and having that dreaded feeling of having accomplished nothing.
1: Yes, and, um, and another side that I really want to emphasize because we should not forget is to really look at things and, and assess whether they really are necessary if we have to do them ourselves, if we need to make them so perfect, if it, you know if we need to spend all that time on some things that maybe are not so important and it's only about our ego getting in the way. Mm. So that's that's another way we can cut down a lot of things from our schedule. So reassessing our schedule is the first thing. But today we're going to talk about how to actually figure out how to do the work that we do have to do. We're yeah, <laughs> still to, on our schedule at the end of it.
0: We 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 thought we'd be very practical today, give a lot of practical advice. At least the. Uh, on how we, or mostly you, because I'm I'm not really good at organizing my time. uh, um, You're the expert here, so. uh,
1: I I don't know. (laughs) It's a a necessity for me.
0: It's a a necessity for everyone, but um, I haven't yet... uh, Uh, spend time really, again, (laughs) spending time on organizing time sounds a bit uh, like a pun, but it isn't. Um, You spend more time thinking about how to manage time or manage work if you you prefer. So we're going to talk about routines, we're going to go talk about processes, workflows, or whatever you employ. So uh, let's just start to let me ask you, uh, how do you organize your day? What tools do you use?
1: Well, the first thing is uh, when I have all the things, you know, that I, that I start writing down or thinking about everything that I have to do, my first question is, what am I willing to take out of this that's not necessary, that is not an absolute necessity? And that goes with the idea of what am I ready to pay the consequences for? To take it out and make it easier for me now when we have especially at the beginning we have a full schedule and we need to find a way to you know get rid of some things so for instance you know if I called you half an hour before the podcast and said sorry I can't do this today you know there would be a consequence you would be upset at me maybe you know <laughs> we would have to find another time it would be difficult to then get our times to match again in a short term, and so is it something that I am willing to pay that consequence for? And also, it involves you, so it's not nice in your you know, towards you, or not. So I can cut out something else that doesn't involve maybe another person. It's more likely, mm-hmm. and I can and I can say, how can I make my life easier today by cutting out a few things? There may be some consequences, somebody to say, sorry, this is not happening today, it's going to happen tomorrow. But that is the first thing, and realize that we have the power to do this on so many of the things. So I go through everything I do, and I try to cut out like 50% sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and be really drastic, because I need to make breathing space in order to have the space, like you say, to then organize the rest of the work. And we need to start somewhere when we have a bit of breathing space. And then I, I want to keep in mind that everything that I do, I choose to do. I have chosen to do. So all these tasks that I have on my schedule, I choose to do. And I set them into workflows and systems, and this is where it becomes very practical there are ways to organize the things that we do in a kind of logical manner and uh, in a in a sequence that becomes sort of a you know automatic you know we do things on automatic pilots sometimes we don't have to think about them they just happen you know like driving a car when you're used to it you don't think about it it just goes right so and that is the beauty of systemizing the work. I don't know if you use any systems.
0: Mm, Not really. (laughs) That's, that's where I'm behind on this. Uh, I wanted to ask, when you have a a lot of work to do a lot of tasks to do and you organize your task in some kind of planning tool or whatever it is, and you decide, as you said, uh, I cannot do this and this and this, I cannot do all of this. Uh, Is this something that you like, say, uh, every morning you decide, okay, I'm going to do these things, so I will not have time to do these other things. And I do it every day, every day, I like I cut 50% of my, my work, uh, by default, or is something that you do when you feel like you're being overwhelmed, and you have to cut something so is the systematic or more ad hoc?
1: Yeah, I do. I tend to run by weeks. Uh, so I I tend to do th- you know to plan weeks and usually two weeks at a time. But even at the beginning of every week, I look at what I have scheduled for the next few days of the week, and I reshuffle things and I reorganize things sometimes, or I cut things out if it's too many. Um, at the beginning, it's really important to take a day <laughs> or a half day. And, and find you know a little time to do this work to make a, a bigger picture and working by weeks is good because we can be flexible you know we can say as long as this stuff gets done this week, I don't care you know some things need to be done today but some things need to be done by the weekend And so I can put them on a different day according to how you know the days are shaping up and uh, and it's easier to have a, a, a picture, to me a day is too constrictive, you know, mm. and then it becomes like too much all this. Of course, we all want to go do everything now. but <laughs> that's not going to happen. And so and then and so and then we can start figuring ways to organize work. And uh, you were mentioning before the beauty of routines. Every time I coach and I start talking about routines, um there is someone that comes up and always says oh i hate routines i hate repetition i hate doing the same thing over and over again and the mere word routine just you know makes my hair stand up on ends and i hate routines and i think and i say well people don't understand what routines really are we think that a routine is like having your 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 schedule like completely Filled in, you know, minute by minute, in the same exact way every day. But basically, we all have routines, and we don't even realize. I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and thinks, "Oh, what am I going to do today? Should I brush my teeth first, or go to the bathroom first, or maybe I should have a coffee first, and then maybe I'll brush my teeth later. Maybe I'll have a shower, or maybe I'll have a, bu-. you know, we." have routines i wake up i go to the bathroom i brush my teeth and i go and make a cup of tea that is like it and you know and and we have routines that for things that we do all the time that we need to do all the time and everybody some some people always have a bath at night some people always have a shower in the morning whatever is part of your routine so the best way to do something that we want to do is to we call it piggyback it Onto a routine we already have. So, for instance, I wanted to do some exercise and I am not an exercise person. I really don't like it. So, <laughs> I am not going to go jogging and I'm not going to the gym three times a week. It's just not going to happen. So, I decided that when I, before I have a shower, I would do one minute of crunches or whatever it is something, something, anything, one minute. And then it became two or three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, depending on the days i would do something. Now what happens now is that if I uh, have a shower and I haven't done it, the moment I turn that water on, I kind of feel like something is missing. And I go like, oh, wait a second, I'll just do this. Even if I don't have time, I'll do one minute. But one minute every day, you know that thing, is better than nothing <laughs> forever, right? And then it turns into maybe something more. And maybe it will turn me one day into somebody who goes running for three hours. I don't think so, but (laughs) you know what I mean? It's become part of my routine and it's not difficult anymore. And before it was like, oh God, I have to find, you know, even five minutes to do something like that. You would never find it in the day. So that's just an example of um, just, you know, Adding something to something that's already in place and making it part of your routine. After that, I started writing in the morning. So at first it was half an hour. So before I started work, I would take half an hour and write. Have a cup of tea and write. And start my day like that. And then that time grew. Now I have reading time, learning time, study time first thing in the morning it's just grown and it's part of my routine yes some days I'm out shooting early and that goes out the window but normally that's what I do every day and so it's not heavy and that's why I read a lot of books and I get a lot of that stuff done I couldn't do otherwise who has time to read for two hours during the day unless you do it as part of your morning routine right right then it gets done uh,
0: I think we should on the other hand not put uh, uh, and so much pressure on us that this this routine this habit it's important to do it every day yes but we will sleep sometimes we will fail we'll just not be able oh, like, yeah. uh, i got up too late and i got to to catch the train and i cannot do my workout i was uh, just uh, the alarm didn't go off or, or i'm i'm tired i'm i'm feeling sick i will not uh or my I have cramps in my hand. I will not write. Whatever. Uh, so some people, I heard people say that they have this kind of rule that you you never sleep twice. It's okay. We should leave, give us leeway to sleep, to miss our routine, our habit once in a while. But we should never do it twice. If we miss, let's say, writing on a day, we should do it, absolutely do it the day after. So we, re enter, we go back into our habit, our routine, right after we sleep.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. There are days when I travel or days when I do other things, and I can't do things exactly the same way. Also, there are, you know, I'm sometimes staying with people and so say I'm coming to your house I'm not going to wake up in the morning come in the, to the kitchen get a cup of tea and go lock myself in my room for two and a half hours it's not very nice mm. I'm only with you for a day you know? so I'd sit and have coffee with you and you know talk about other things and do other things because that's also part of you know bringing out the wonderfulness is the interactions with other people. So that's fine. If I don't write on that day, if I don't read on that day, I'm doing something else. But I am consciously choosing to do that. That's the thing. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. I'm not feeling like, Oh, God, and if I if the alarm doesn't go off. Yeah, I'm not gonna do my normal routine. Uh, that's okay. Forgive yourself big thing. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so maybe it's, uh, it's good to to miss uh, a routine if you do it consciously because you've decided to do something that is maybe more important on that day instead of just slacking um, yeah checking emails for two hours yeah
1: (laughs) and another another way to uh, really help with time is to start building workflows and uh, we talk about workflows when we talk about our work as photographers you know you have a workflow you you shoot you download your cards and then you go into Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever and you do this and you do that and if you have a client for it you have you know all these steps and you can systemize them into a workflow and fair enough but we never think of doing the same sort of thing and optimizing these our uh, work in our daily life because that's where our extra time is gonna come from so for instance I remember when, um, and I instinctively do it, I suppose, because I remember when my children were small and um, many mothers can identify with this. You know, I would talk to some friends and it was like, oh, I don't know what to do for dinner tonight or something. You know, what am I going to cook for dinner? What are we going to do tonight? And I would write down everything. I, I would have a big monthly calendar and every day I would write what we had for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then the next month I have a plan exactly the same <laughs> except some things where winter dishes would be substituted with summer dishes you know a minestrone would turn into a, a a rice salad or something but you know basically you would do the same why you know kids don't need to have you know gourmet meals every night so if we had 30 days of ma- planned menu it can be fine for the next thirty days and the next 30 I don't believe in eating chicken every Tuesday and fish every Friday. But over a month, you do the work <laughs> once and you're set for the year, pretty much, you know. <laughs> and then of course there's a special offer that this and there's that and you can change it if you feel like it. But basically it's pretty much done. I never had, you know, to spend a minute thinking about, oh God, what am I going to what am I going to cook? And, also, and, so, and I could also optimize my shopping. So I would just do the shopping for the week and it's done. I knew exactly what I was cooking. So this can be done on every level, on everything we need to do. Just look at things that you have to do every day and, and put them together in a system, <laughs> in a workflow, and so you don't have to think about it anymore.
0: Uh, do you use any tools to help you with that? To to remember, like your menus for the for the month or whatever it is. Well, that, that
1: went on a calendar in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and the, and actually that was made also with the. You know, I would ask everybody, what do you like to eat best, and we just put them in, and so everybody would be happy. Um, I I'm a paper girl. I used a lot of post its. I have I make big planners with things stuck on it on the wall or on the floor and everything is lying around everywhere some people use digital systems you know everybody has their own thing so I'm not um, I, I like to use pens and colors and things so I, to me that's important but I also have a for instance I have a, a document in my dock on my laptop that is a, a, a simple pages a, a, a a page made in pages or word whatever you use and it's in the cloud so it's also on my on my phone and everything and I just list the things for the days and the things for that day so it's like a different type of calendar because I don't have anything for the days that don't have appointments or things in them I add things in as I decide to do them so that's more flexible to me being flexible is really important
0: that's kind of a trend right now in uh, entrepreneurs, business people, and so on, and uh, self-help gurus about getting up really early in the morning. And they say, "Oh, I should get up at four thirty in the morning because that—that that is also awesome. You make you do such, such an amazing amount of work when you get up at four thirty every morning." And I mean, I'm not a morning person. I i try to get up at seven but uh just (laughs) sometimes i just sleep in because i think okay i can do it today is going to be lightweight nobody is going to call me before nine so i'm going to yeah maybe get up at eight take my time take a shower do a little exercise and so on and not really uh, worry about anything until nine uh well what, what about you
1: I'm not a morning person. I don't take any appointments before ten thirty. Uh, not because I sleep till ten. Sometimes I do get up at six or seven, depending, depending when I go to bed. And um, if I'm sometimes I work later at night, but because I have ideas and I want to write or do something, or I just watch a movie that ends late, or <laughs> whatever it is, or I'm out to dinner. So it really depends on. Uh, you know, but I, I try to sleep and it's really important. That's another whole thing. We could do about sleep Sleep is vital and I sleep seven and a half to eight hours a night if I possibly can Because I found that my I used to sleep four hours and I could do a lot of stuff and I was I thought I was fine until I realized that I was underslept, and um, My brain is much happier for it and I'm much happier for it so Uh, if I go to bed late I will give sleep a priority so I am not getting up at five and not sleep because that's not good in the long run and it's not good for me my health is very important and I also am I produce a lot better work and 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 better stuff if I sleep enough so there's no point Working early in the morning never really appealed to me. So sometimes I wake up early, naturally at six or seven, and I just start writing and doing my thing, but I don't get into the thick of things and into the outside world until at least nine or ten.
0: I would just like to add that we are talking about this topic uh, in, in the context of the kind of work that we do and uh, how we organize our, our work, our, our job might be photography might be something else. But I feel that a lot of our listeners are in that situation where they do have a maybe a day job, which is not their true calling, right, they might have a day job doing something uh, that has nothing to do with photography, and they want to do photography in their spare time. But they also want to their photography, their passion, whatever it is, photography, or some kind of art, writing, painting, playing an instrument to uh, they want to grow it. Um, But they feel like they don't have enough time because their work is taking up so much of their time. And I don't want to. uh, I mean, I think you read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. I think many people have and uh, it's kind of a misleading title because it's I mean, it's pretty much impossible to have a really four hour work week. But
1: uh, yeah, and also because Tim Ferriss works like 20 hours a yeah, day. Probably. <laughs> so, you no, know, you know, it's and also it, I it. I've never said the four hour work week, I say a four hour work day, but work day, I mean, you know, actually sitting down at the computer and or churning out stuff, you know, in in the end, we're working more if we are creatives. But some people, you know, I, th- I think I'm, I'm, uh, we're privileged not to have to set an alarm most of the times, but most people do have to set an alarm in the morning. And, and some people are morning people, and you know, th- there's also a, a bit of a myth of this morning and night people, because mm. there's been studies that show that the difference between a morning person and a night person is really about three hours in their cycles. So it's not like we're night people. Like you know, we we all are pretty much the same. But some people are wake up, you know, better. And some people need more time in the morning to, to get their act together. So um, and some people have to go to a day job, and they need to get up at a certain time and be there early in the morning, or go to school or university, <laughs> whatever it is that you know we people have to do. So. Uh, that's when routines and workflows and systems really, really work well. I had a friend who was commuting to London every day for two and a half hours going, and two and a half hours coming back every day for 20 years. And he studied so much because he just got into uh, you know books, courses, also he would bring his computer and do work. And he just made, you know, incredible stuff while he was coming and going. And when he moved to another job into a a big company and uh, he he could walk to work in 15 minutes, he once said that he was missing that time because... Mm -hmm. (laughs) The commute time was so like his own time to do his stuff. You know, he had five hours a day to do whatever he wanted to learn and study and produce and do and create whatever he wanted. So it really is how we schedule things into our work life and how we create a, a routine, a system that really maximizes and, and, and helps us just spend our time on the things we like to do basically,
0: yeah, 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 that that's what I was trying to, to get at, right. The fact that if you are in this situation where you have a job, maybe a job that you don't really love, but applying these uh, time work organization processes and workflows that you are, you were talking about in your day job will help you uh, make more time for other things. Even if you have to be at your desk from nine to five, optimizing the time that you are at your desk it means that the work will not easily spill out of that time and you still have the time that you are home you can dedicate to to your true passion or your family or whatever uh, it also yeah, means yeah, that
1: also you don't get so tired
0: you don't get if tired you work
1: better you work you know you, you, you're not so exhausted at the end of the day
0: but uh, the, the reason I was mentioning Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week, because one of the things he says is that uh, if you become very efficient at your work, you will become indispensable. And if you become indispensable, it will be easier for you to ask your boss to take more time off because they realize that unless it's a really exploitative work environment and you're just uh, manning uh, a <laughs> uh, desk at the supermarket, then it's it's really difficult. But if, if your work is just a, a minimum of intellectual work, uh, and you can stand out, and you can become indispensable, then the boss will realize you really are indispensable. And if you ask for more time, what's their choice? They can give you more time to do what you really love, or they can realize that they're going to lose you because you will go somewhere else. And if you're good at what you do, you will find another place. I mean, it's not easy, but you should put yourself into this kind of mindset, I believe in uh, uh, being very efficient at what you do, not not slacking at work. So having routines, having habits, having workflows and processes and systems will make your work more efficient. And this will free more time to do what you love.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, I think if you have a day job and things, if you don't love it, even that, if you know, it may not be your passion, but it may be something at least that you are interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, then try and find something else, <laughs> because you know we do need to. You know, we don't. We're not here, I think, to just suffer, and to uh, find ways to change your situation if you're not completely happy with it maybe find a job that will be, you know, closer to home or less hours or, you know, something to to, to, to free up some time for yourself. You know, sometimes I, I was working with somebody whom she 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 has a studio, she's a photographer and she was working until nine ten at night every day. And I was going like, why? You don't have to do that, you know. (laughs) And then we found ways so that, you know, she can get home at a decent time with her family because that is life. We don't work to live. I mean, we don't live to work. You know, we should work so that it can sustain the lifestyle that we want to have. That's a whole other topic, I suppose.
0: I suppose, yeah. (laughs) We we will do an episode about... uh
1: that's a squirrel i'm chasing another squirrel
0: <laughs> life work balance or the the idea of quitting your day job to pick up photography or or something like that that's something for for another episode i think we'll definitely want to go into into that um maybe this uh, to. to To finish this episode, we can talk a little bit about procrastination. I don't know if you have any ideas. A friend the other day on Facebook posted about uh, her uh, procrastination tendencies. I said, what can I do? And I I joked, left her a comment and said, I'm I'm writing a book book about procrastination and I'm starting it tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My daughter used to say, procrastinate now don't put it off (laughs) (laughs) but procrastination is an interesting thing that happens when you are basically self-sabotaging yourself it comes from the the reasons for it are are many and we we should do a whole podcast on this Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there are so many but um, basically uh, we procrastinate when we don't like what we what we have to do but sometimes and that's why we get annoyed because if I procrastinate something that I don't want to do I know I'm choosing not to do it and it doesn't feel like procrastination I mean it feels like yeah well I don't want to do it today and I don't want to do it today and I don't want to do it today but there's things that we think we should be doing or we could be doing that we really want to do but we never get started but we enjoy them when we do them or we uh, we really think there's value in doing them. You know, say, redo your website. It can be fun. You know, it's, it's a nice thing if you enjoy it, obviously. Or doing something like that, you know, going through your archives and pulling out, your you know, or editing some, some things a particular way, and you've just been sitting there and sitting there. And, and sometimes it's because we are not organized enough because it's like oh that's gonna take a whole day and so we don't get started and that gets procrastinated because we don't allot it the right time like every day an hour to do on this big thing when something is a big task we tend to procrastinate it because we don't have all the time to do it and finish it all in one go and then it becomes you know but you know the saying how do you eat an elephant mm-hmm.
0: yeah you, one beat at a time
1: Yeah, a bite at a time. So you need to take this elephant and break it down into steps, and then you just go through the steps. And also it's incredibly satisfying when you break a job into steps and you go through the steps, you're just ticking them off. And some of them are like so quick and fast, but they give you a big sense of accomplishment. And that's really, you know, important. So procrastinating comes from that. And the other thing is sometimes we have a fear of success. There's subconscious sub- sabotage about some things. We need to write the blog. We need to do the video. We need to do the podcast. We need to do something. But that involves us being out there, people seeing us, listening to us, showing our work, You know, showing up mm-hmm. in some way. And we tend to hold back and hold back and hold back because there is a sense of like, oh, God, there will be a judgment, there will be, maybe it will be a failure, maybe nobody will like it, and all of that. And we can tell ourselves all sorts of stories, but in the end, some things just automatically block us. And so getting to the bottom of that bit is really important to, you know, stop procrastinating on some things. (laughs) Says the girl whose blog has been stuck there for at least a year now.
0: i have a book to write and it's uh, sitting there <laughs> <Start
1: tomorrow. laughs>
0: i'll start tomorrow and i to never know which chapter should i start from so maybe i should start from the beginning Who yeah. knows? anyway i think you have uh, uh blocked time for something else right yes. speaking of uh, time I'm organization so and uh, yeah. allocating time and so on so i don't want to uh Make you late for whatever you have to do. So, uh,
1: no, but it's nice. Things slide and slot in very, very neatly. Yeah,
0: we have a, yeah. a very good episode, very good show. Thank you very much for, uh, for your time even today. And uh, again, everybody, check out our website, closingthegap.live. Send us comments. Uh, leave us uh, a little uh, question. You can record your question using the appropriate button under every post and we'll uh, love your feedback tell us what you think
1: thank you yes do please do we need your feedback too (laughs) and ideas and your ideas on how do you create systems and routines
0: okay we'll see you again next week bye 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 bye